tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I want to break free! Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new show on AfterBuzzTV.com. We are here covering Breaking Ground, the newest show on the WWE Network. I'm Kathy Kelly. You are. Joining me for this awesome... Who the hell is that? ...experience. I'm not Ron. Brandon... For the first time on an AfterBuzz after Oh, are we just going to break the full thing? I, it, WWE does it all the Fine, time. Fine, let's do if it. If they do it, I figure I can get away with it. My name is Brandon Taylor. I am a professional wrestler, and I'm not the hobo. No, he I is am, not. This I is am Brandon Taylor. His other half. You can see him later tonight on the NXT after show. It is very nice to meet you, Brandon. It is very nice to meet you, Robot. Very nice to meet you, Robot. Sitting next to Brandon. <laughs> Hi, on the internet, Sunbox Mark Donnick. You can find me on Twitter at... Soapbox Mark Donica. Uh, f- comment in the live chat. I'm going to be in the live chat. Uh, but we got a, a hell of a show to talk about tonight. The very first like real reality show that, that WWE has done and self-produced mm-hmm. without any yeah. real outside help. I want to know your guys' overall thoughts for this series. Because we got the 30-minute the edition on Sunday and then finally got the real thing Monday night after Raw. Um, I really I expected so so much from this, and I think it. I'm, I'm I don't know necessarily what I was expecting. Really, <laughs> honestly, I think I was expecting the E60 special continued. <laughs> That's what kind I was of, expecting. I so, and it's yeah. not that. You know no, what I was expecting? I was expecting structure. This did kind of go from like. Hey, you know what are they up to? Oh, what are they up to? Oh, what are, who's that? What are they doing? What's what's this going on over here? Can we do like it, it? Didn't hopefully this was just to kind of to throw the net wide, mm-hmm. uh, so that we can get an idea about where everybody is. But the way that they presented Apollo was kind of uh, stay tuned, and you'll hear more about him later. So what I've heard of this show is it's not just going to focus on the people that we saw today. It's yeah. going to focus on um, a lot of the talent that's down there. Uh, in the the thirty minute version, we saw a lot more of Bailey, which we didn't see um, as much of in uh, this one that was on the network, like the full version. Yeah, it was it was just sort of an introduction to her. I mean, we have to basically watch this episode by episode to see how it sort of forms and how it takes shape because this really is the introductory sort of episode. Here are all these players, and some of them you know, a lot of them you don't know, and mm-hmm. so you have to sort of see how it goes. And I expect it'll sort of break down into following one person more per episode than perhaps another person. And that would that might be a structurally a good way to break it down but for this it's kind of like all over the map yeah that's that's the hard thing the first episode and the first couple of episodes they're gonna try to find the voice of it uh which is 
William Bill Shatner. Shatner. But that's not exactly what I meant. <laughs> I, um, I meant like the flow of the show and how everything will work out. Um, do they have all of a all of a season shot yet? I know that. I yeah, know, I think yeah. it's done. Yeah, pretty sure. Okay, so so they'll be able to take from this, take from us, all the <laughs> WWE, hey. WWE, who's watching, uh, and maybe it'll help them uh, uh, maybe structure a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. Since this is a brand new after show on mm-hmm. AfterBuzz TV, I want to take about 30 seconds to just say anyone who is watching or listening, please go to iTunes and subscribe to us on there. Type in AfterBuzz TV. You can find the Breaking Ground after show. And then rate and comment and tell a friend because that's what helps us here at AfterBuzz. Um, it lets other people who may be searching for something similar on iTunes know that it's worth a listen. So do that and we will be forever indebted to you guys. Um, Let's get right into the show, because we Mm -hmm. saw some talent that we're familiar with. If you guys are watching us for the first time, we also do the NXT after show here at AfterBuzz. So we saw some talent that we have seen on NXT TV before, but there are also some people that we haven't been introduced to yet that we Mm -hmm. saw in the first episode of Breaking Ground. So who do you think um, stood out? Were there any people that you were interested to see more of or now uh Noof who I'm sort of familiar with sort of being she she's known as being the youngest signee for WWE I didn't currently. realize that she was yeah. only 19 yeah. and that's something I I realized she was the first Middle Eastern uh female signed or Middle Eastern talent signed to WWE but I didn't realize her age yes she's incredibly young uh I did I now sort of everything that followed fr- from her words and and every the story that she told about herself I didn't know any of that all I knew that she was incredibly young she was Middle Eastern from Canada and that she was signed that's all I knew mm-hmm. so sort of everything that came out of that was new information that I could sort of use to to develop my idea of of who she is as a person and I think it's I- it's interesting that, overall. That's ultimately the the design of this first episode is we got the the guy who's been in NXT, NXT for three years. We got the, the guy who's brand new but already on TV. We got we're getting all different sides of the spectrum. And with, I think that's with what this they, first cast. They wanted that to show different um points in their career. But it also gets you for as a viewer, it gets you, oh, I'm really into what uh, Tino's doing. I, I like. I'm really interested to see if if that concussion thing works out. So maybe you're more focused on him as opposed to oh, Baron guy is kind of a jerk. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's a way to have somebody like I'm super interested in Noof, so I'm going to watch to see what happens to Noof, as opposed to I, I'll, I'll watch it and I'll maybe skip through, but you're at least getting those people watching yeah. who are at least in it for this one, or like Devin trying to make the transition. Uh, the the one thing that I do think is a little disappointing is the time difference between the show and up-to-date news on NXT talent and their contract status. Spoiler alert. (laughs) So, I know. I'm I'm actually, I'm just going to leave it at that. But honestly, would that deter you from watching the show knowing what already happens? Like, we do know, spoiler alert, that some of the people that we saw in tonight's episode have been released, and some of the people that we saw may have already gone up to the roster, or main roster, or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. We kind of know what to expect, but does that deter you from seeing their journey? 
because that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, right. And that's that's sort of wrestling as a whole. It's not the journey, it's the destination. So you sort of know what happens. I mean, even in, in some of the, the sneak previews, you see that uh, H talking to, to Bailey and Sasha about the... The, the Iron Woman match. Exactly. Yeah. So... You you already know what happened. You know what took place. Now you get to see everything leading up to it. And I actually mm-hmm. think that the documentary side of it is actually more interesting yeah. as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon, you and I were at the Aftershock yeah. Music Festival Where this past weekend. Yes, Sorry, I'm and we we talked to some of the talent down at NXT mm-hmm. and some people that are featured on the show, including uh, Bailey and Baron Corbin, ben Corbin, and they gave us some insight into filming the show. Mm-hmm. Bailey specifically told me that it was almost like having a second job because of <laughs> when the cameras were around, you were still kind of at work yeah. and. While this is a reality show, I've even been on reality shows before, and while it's a version of what's going on in your life, you may have to retape scenes six times until the lighting is perfect or until they get what they want to tell the story in the way that they want. Right. I've I've had an opportunity to do reality as well, and it's uh, it's hilarious. Sort of, it's taxing. It's interesting. Yes. It's emotionally taxing For because sure. you have to keep the the idea of freshness. This has to appear on screen to be a hundred percent authentic, but it's not. None of it mm-hmm. really is, and I mm-hmm. think that's that's hard to keep it looking so, fresh so, and authentic. So they pitched the baby before <laughs> you sat down? No, they, they really did pitch the baby when I sat down. Oh, okay. They did do that. It seems like there's a lot more authenticity to a show like this, Breaking Ground, mm-hmm. than Total Divas or other reality series that we've seen on television. It's much less heavy-handed. There's a lot less writing that appears to be going into yeah. this. But mm-hmm. do you think that they're upping a different kind of drama? And, you know, we we keep on hearing about these stakes. There's The stakes are so high, and if you get injured once, you're probably never going to work again. <laughs> and, like, they, they make it dramatic in that way. It, you don't have to force the issue. No, I don't think so either. It, this is the most dangerous job in the world. Oh, completely. <laughs> and um, I'm not arguing that at all, but I, I remember hearing this weekend people talking and saying that uh, Savvy's concussion wasn't a make-or-break-his-career injury. Right. And they, they made it out to be in the first right. episode. I. I think concussions, uh, concussions alone, every injury you have is serious enough. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and concussions alone, if you say the word concussion, there's this ripple effect that happens in a, in a person, uh, let alone an athlete. They go, oh, concussion. Um, so I, I don't think you need to be heavy-handed about it and sort of make it this all-or-nothing thing and make it so much bigger. I think if, if you're honest, that's actually better. I prefer documentary-styled things instead of reality-styled things. Yeah. Uh, so if, you, if you're just honest about things, that's, that's always the better way to go for me personally. I agree. For ourselves and for fans of WWE or uh, NXT, do you guys think that this is going to change how they... Uh, do their promos and introduce their talent down there because we've seen with talents like Finn Balor, Becky Lynch, Apollo Crews, these behind-the-scenes packages of their life, and that's kind of what Breaking Ground is is doing in a larger capacity. Well, I can agree with that. I, I can see that affecting everything. They're already doing that with Total Divas. Like, it's this one's a little bit more... I mean, a little bit. This one's more, like, real and legitimate and just following people. <clears throat> but they haven't 
we haven't seen anybody who's a huge character yet. Like, we're not following Bray Wyatt. We're not following Bo Dallas. We're not following Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. We're following Which the people we did who in are the, the East 60 special. Right. We, yeah. we, we followed Tyler Breeze. And I think for a lot of fans to see him as a, a normal dude, as Matt Clement, and then him as uh, Tyler Breeze, what a weird was concept. completely polarizing. And I think that a lot of people had that much more respect for him afterwards. That's kind of what's happening in chat right now. That's kind of what's happening. Why, I do, why I'm doing this right now. Yeah. Is, Which, if this is, this anyone's is ever testing. seen our other interviews, right. they've seen they, Brandon Taylor. Uh, I've never talked at this length on, on screen before. This is completely Green different. Green Thunder in chat was like, I, I got used to it in interviews, but this is still freaking me out. <laughs> after show. Um, but with, with this, I think... Uh, if we see, like, all of this was just kind of a taste test. The, the first one's free, but you got to pay for the rest. Uh, with We saw a little bit of promo class. What what and heard a little bit of smiling in promo class, but um, with uh, Ryan Katz, not to be confused with Norman. not Norman Smiley. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's going to be the problem. Have to change our vernacular on this Seriously. show. Um, it's Katzy <laughs> and Smiley, rally, baby. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Um, but if we see more of an actual class, like the stuff that gets leaked online, <clears throat> excuse me, sort of a thing, then. And and the characters because Noof was I wasn't she also known as like Jasmine wasn't that her first name and then they changed it to Aaliyah I think that was her name when she was wrestling elsewhere okay but Aaliyah Aaliyah the spelling's different than than the Aaliyah that we all know uh, but in terms wanted to make a Muhammad Hassan joke just stop. now you need to stop right oh, now that your part hard um, but with. <laughs> So far, I think we're seeing stuff to the effect of those video packages. And it's just kind of widening the scope of these people. Mm-hmm. Or fine-tuning it. Because with, especially with Baron, with not only the interview that you did, yeah. but with this, it's like, oh, this is exactly who this person is. Yeah, It's no BS, no anything, this is this person. And and it makes me go, oh, okay, cool. Now I, now I know I'm good, I can I can be more invested in him. What I think WWE is trying to do with this show and with other things, uh, arguably killing their their on-screen personalities by showing them as not those personalities, is they're trying to want, trying to have these people seen as legitimate actors and entertainers who aren't the characters that they are on screen. So when you see the the wrestling show mm-hmm. that's them as the character yeah. but when you see it not as the wrestling show that's them as the actor so but, many actors do those those interviews and separate themselves from the characters that they play and i think wwe's trying to follow suit and just a hit sense. that entertainment home they're trying to they're trying to do something differently that's than what's ever been done before mm-hmm. although we are seeing a more real side like the the genuine side to all of these wrestlers, I think it still can be edited in a way to make them look a certain way. Like, oh, I, yeah. yeah. Baron, from talking to him when he's not on camera, is a compl- not a completely different human being, but he shows a lot more personality than he did even on this show. Mm. Well, there's there's also the difference between talking to someone and working with someone. You can act in a completely different way when you're when you're backstage with your peers because you don't always see them as peers. You can see them as as competition, and he may see other people as competition. He said it himself on the show that he may not like everybody or run with everybody in backstage, but he respects them all, and and that that's going to take him a little bit farther. He sees it as a job, like this is this is work. We're going to work. You know, you can't. And some people won't make it. You can't get too super attached. Yeah. And why? Yeah. Why bother? 
Is that someone that you want to personally as a fan get invested in if they're saying it's just a job, though, as opposed to someone who is so passionate about it that this is what they wanted to do since they were a teenager and there has never been a backup plan. There's never been something that they wanted to accomplish before coming to the WWE. And, I mean, we saw not just Baron, but we saw uh, Savvy, another talent who we haven't been really introduced to in uh, NXT tapings yet. But... This was never his plan to come to the WWE. He thought that he was, you know, after he was drafted into the NFL in the second round of the draft, he thought that was what he was going to do for the rest of his career, for as long as he was allowed to do it. And now he has been given this opportunity where his brother, who actually is a an indie wrestler, has wanted this opportunity his entire life. If you hmm. want some drama, there's drama right there. There you go. Yeah. I've got my older brother has the job that I've always wanted, and he didn't want it. Um, which is? Which is to be in the WWE. Um, it's, oh, I thought you were no, talking no, no, about you personally. No, no not like, me personally, but it's, 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 that, it's that story. You can get him involved oh, yeah. if you wanted to. Um, I, I think it's, it's an idea of mindset. Even from the interview I did with Baron, you sort of get the impression that he's a football player who wrestles not that he's a wrestler who played football mm-hmm. but he that, that was the thing that that I thought about Corbin is seeing watching the show watching the first episode and going okay so that's the type of thing that they're trying to excuse me have him get across but then watching the interview routed him out a little bit more and made him more oh okay no I okay I I underst- I understand him and I see what he's trying to do, the type of message he's trying to perform. Because he mentions in the interview that you still, you gotta have respect for who came before. You gotta um, honor them and and try to make advances anywhere that you can. He, try, he tried to make that point several times. Yeah. So he wanted to make sure that people know, yo, even though, even though I'm new, this is still an amazing business and I'm proud to be a part of its yeah. heritage yeah. and I respect it. I really liked the conversation that I believe it was Baron Corbin had with Norman Smiley yes. about uh, Smiley said you have to believe that you are um, what was the word that he used? Um, you have to believe that you are going to make it or you have to believe that you are um, special yeah. to succeed in this industry. Right. And that was kind of the advice that he was giving to Baron of, you came in like that, and I think that your confidence might have gotten a little bit knocked um, a year after since you didn't move immediately onto the main roster. And I'm sure he had a lot of people in his ears telling him, hey, you're a good-looking dude, you're 6'8", uh, you're athletic, yeah. you're going to be on the main roster in no time. And in your mind, if you've heard that from so many people, you believe it as well. I mean, he's only been doing this for three years. If mm-hmm. he thinks he's lightning in a bottle, you've you've got another thing coming. You've got to do this job long enough to be absolutely consistent mm-hmm. um, before they're going to put you on TV. You need to make sure that every single performance you give is absolutely consistent, and that's what I believe they're looking for before they put somebody on TV and they take the chance on on having somebody in the limelight, the absolute spotlight in front of all of those people, you have to be consistent. And I would look at look at Tyler Breeze. Just showing up on SmackDown, he's been all the way back since FCW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
that once the Tyler Breeze, like the the athleticism was there, then the character came, and then it started really fleshing together. He toured live events for a year, year and a half. Like yeah. we've been talking, like yeah. always, any day yeah. now for a while <laughs> on the NXT show. But now he's finally starting to show up. Still haven't hasn't wrestled on the main mm-hmm. roster, but he's got a match on NXT as of tonight against Samoa Joe. Well, That's that right. it's. This industry is so unpredictable, mm-hmm. and you can work there forever. And with Tyler Breeze, how many times have we heard that he almost gotten like got fired, yeah, and or mm-hmm. let go because his character wasn't where they wanted it to be, or it just wasn't working for the company, or for a multitude of reasons? As- and he has finally gotten to the main roster, which still like there's still so much more to to go. I agree. Too. As Newf learned in this episode. Card is always subject to change. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a pecking order. There's a natural rhythm to things. And mm-hmm. if if you're on the bottom, even if you're on the top of the bottom, you can get bumped right back down so uh, fast. Can we just talk about for a second? I loved how they had a little powwow of oh, and this person's going to be in the main event of this match. And <laughs> no, there's a there's just a card somewhere. What was Not all the time? What was weird to me. Is that they did that for Cass was reading it. Enzo and Cass were up front. So That's speaking of very weird, I mean, speaking of pecking staged. order though, that was hundred yeah. percent staged. You, but still, if if you want to think about a supposed pecking order, Enzo and Cass being the guys who are reading down the card, like that 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 puts them all the way up yeah. here. They're <laughs> that that is the 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 old guy spot. That, that is, is the, the yeah. epitome of <laughs> man. I can't even finish yeah, it. Uh, we did get interviews with Enzo and Cass as well. Unfortunately, right now, the audio is a little bit wonky, so we're trying to fix that before we upload it, but I just wanted to let you guys know. And a lot of people were commenting on all of the interviews that the the audio uh, was not great, and that is because the Aftershock Music Festival placed the media tent 200 feet from the main stage. So we apologize for that. That was the best we could do uh, with what we were given, but still really excited to bring you guys those interviews. So Yeah, I'm really happy that uh, that they turned out at all. Um, I'm surprised the Corbin interview came out as good as it did, and that's why it was only 8 minutes and 15 seconds. It did go longer. Because it got cut. It was was a 13-minute interview, and it ended so abruptly because everything after that point was garbage. So, it's just what you're going to do. And yes, The interview was great. The audio was garbage. Yes, yes, (laughs) the interview was great. The audio was garbage. The guest was... No, he's great. To answer the question, Baron Corbin is that damn big. There was one question on on YouTube was saying, either Corbin's huge or Hobo is little. And I am not little. He is no. a friggin' monster. Six, eight. Mm-hmm. He has got close to a foot on me. Close um, to it. We've been kind of like jumping around, but uh, I wanted to ask what you guys thought of uh, Bloom and Amato in in this episode as as the authority figures, as the trainers, as the heads, even getting the uh, what, what are they called the, the confessionals? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know reality too um, TV too well. I thought. It, w- it was very cool to see that aspect, and I really enjoy seeing the the people that we don't get to see, like mm-hmm. the the non wrestlers. Even though both of them have wrestled, right. I I love seeing the training. I love seeing the promo class. I love seeing you know everything else that's involved. I would love to see them sit down. One of the wrestlers sit down and pick out music, or help fine tune their graphics, or see the writers. Any of that, I think, really interests me. And with Sarah and Matt, uh, Matt Bloom. 
it was interesting because they seemed very tough on the talent, but I couldn't tell whether it was just a uh, like dry sense of humor. Well, no, I liked it because with Corbin and with Sabby, he was busting their balls. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's that made it. Oh, okay, cool. This this is a, this is kind of, still kind of a friendly environment, but there's there's some joking despite all of the hard work that gets done. Right. That's that's another thing that I would like to see in addition well, to what you were talking about. Those two people, Sarah and Matt, especially, they deserve so much respect, and I think that that's why they are in this position now in training younger talent is because they've been through it. They they know what these people are up against. Mm-hmm. I loved Sarah saying that that was her passion and that she doesn't want to, you know, be in front of the camera anymore. She wants to train women to be uh, the, that next uh, level of female talent. Agreed. Training is incredibly difficult. To be a trainer is incredibly difficult. Um, because you have to have a lot of patience, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. And the people that you're training, they carry your name. For the rest of their career, however far they go, with their ups and their downs, they they carry your name. So you try to train people to be the best that they can be because your reputation really rides on how well that they do. And it's it's really a lot of pressure being a trainer. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm very new to it myself, and it's just some days it's just like man, this is. Either it's going to turn out really great, or it's going to turn out really terrible, and I don't know which it is yet. I was, it's, I will say from not necessarily complete outsider, but some of the first training sessions, just sitting in with you, and you going, "Hey, what, what about that?" And I was like, "I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You've been here for weeks." Just like, but now, yeah. now I just find myself fine tuning and watching people and watching stuff in actual performances more too even just being there like for Kathy you can speak on this too even just being at training and seeing people work and all of the minute just fine tuning that people do to make something go that looked really really uh wonky to being really clean. Right. A lot of people don't know this, but Mark and I show up to uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood's training center probably about once a week. uh, And it's just something that, I mean, I I enjoy doing because I feel like I learned so much from just sitting there and and, uh, seeing other people learn stuff. But I... Hearing stories. From only being a wrestling fan, what, four years now? Like, I don't know the names of most moves. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know the psychology as well as someone that's been watching their entire life or has trained to be a wrestler. You can but, watch your entire life and not understand psychology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can wrestle you all your life and not understand psychology. Have that's... any names you want to point out? <laughs> no. All right. No, I don't think so. I want to work someday. But it's, it's yeah, all the all the different ways of training. Even just watching watching the, the small amount of training footage they had on Breaking Ground was really interesting because of, like, minor differences in, in how I train somebody versus how they train somebody, and it's just, like, okay. That's really different then. One problem which I just realized uh, Hmm. saw more training on one episode of Breaking Ground than we did the entire season of Tough Enough. Oh, I was going to say Total Divas. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny that way. Um, I guess they're going to train all the Tough Enough people now because they all got signed. So now they're going to train. So now they're going to be on a different reality show. More on that news on NXT (laughs) coming at 6 p.m. on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, Really quick, uh, Moto Roland, Joey Moda on Twitter, says, I'm happy that it's on the network, not on E, so the face-to-face doesn't feel so forced. I honestly don't think that this show would be on E. It wouldn't because it would have too too many producers on it. Although I, I believe they did use the production company bah. that did uh, Tough Enough? I have or no some... idea. Did they mention that at when we were in Brooklyn? What? That they were doing that? 
No, I just I yeah. Yeah. I don't Why? Know but uh, this still, this I think this show was done very well. Yeah. It doesn't matter that if it was by the same company or not. Um, let's talk about some other people we saw tonight. We saw Devin a little bit. Yeah. Um, and her talking about how she's trying to transition from um, being a backstage interviewer to wrestling. Yeah, and being being injury prone as they were happening, ha- they happened to say about her is that's a big issue. Let me see. Uh, wrestlers have to be incredibly durable. If nothing else, you have to be durable. You have to be able to last. Yeah. And if you can't have that, then there's really nothing else. It's crazy because in any other profession, if you were let go because of a thing like that, that's I mean grounds for. Yeah, I suppose. A lawsuit or something. Hmm. But I I think she should have just... She should stick with interviewing. I mean, if she knows that she's somewhat injury prone, I know that you want to wrestle. It's it's what everybody wants to do. Everybody wants to be in the spotlight. But sometimes you have to do the job of putting somebody else in that spotlight I, and making you them think, look good. But do you think that that's something she requested or was it something that they were like we would love to see you become more of a well-rounded talent and we want to see you try out commentary. We want to see you try out wrestling. We want to see you try out this and that and that. Because backstage interviewing takes up not much time. True. I will say. Yeah. Um, the way they prefaced it on the show that it... it it made me feel as though she wanted this. She requested yeah. this. And they were going, we don't think this is a good idea. We don't think this is a good fit. But she mm-hmm. really wants to do it. So this is what's happening. I think I think they're just trying to push it until they go, we told you. Yeah. But we have, but, we've seen other talent do the opposite. Yeah. yeah. And, and Sarah also really seemed to believe in her. Mm-hmm. Like, as hard as she was on her, she was like, you're great in class. You're and, you're awesome in training. It's just when we get to the live events, you struggle a little bit. And whether that's... I understand, like, when you're in the moment and there's that pressure and there's so much competition because, like Devin even said, there are so many so many female wrestlers right yeah, now in the yeah. company. That that is a mind F sometimes. No, I can, I can agree with that. Um, it was... Uh, it was interesting seeing her work with uh, Nia Jax, though. Just in yeah. terms of, yeah, she. There's only one girl her. who looks like that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and but I mean, she had she had her hair up, so I was like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in workout mode uh, uh, was it was interesting. Interesting to do like a who's who. Yeah. Just like who's right. that? Oh, weird. All right, cool. Let's say, oh, Alexa. Oh, oh, bull. Whatever. Yeah. So it it it's kind of cool to just see people in their element. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Apollo Crews. Because Kay. we also saw him a little bit tonight. Yes, we did. Um, what did you think of his segment? We saw more of him on last week's NXT. I know. It right, was a little bit right? weird. Uh, somebody in chat, unfortunately, I don't remember because it scrolled too fast, said that this was uh, this is just kind of a way to promote the title match for him being in this first episode. So I, uh, I don't, don't think... necessarily believe that to be I, true. I don't either. Apollo Crews is... Uh, is one of one of the most heavily featured guys down there, period. So I think he's going to be a huge part of the show because they really like him. Yeah, they find him to be a tremendous draw. And so they're going to throw him on this show wherever they feel they can put him in. Yeah. Do you want to talk about any other talent that we saw on the show? or? I mean, we, ki- we, o- we only kind of talked about Noof, but I do know there was uh, something, because he was texting me, um, promo class. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, why don't you tell us about promo class, Brandon? So, 
I was watching, <laughs> and there's that part where Regal's telling everybody. So when you're when you're addressing the camera, you must keep eye contact. That that little thing is lost on so many people. So many people lose eye contact with the camera. Eye contact is the most important thing in in promos. The most important thing in a lot of uh, just being a wrestler and addressing an audience. And when I heard him say that, I jumped up and screamed thank you and threw my notepad on the floor and nobody was there but that's honestly that's one of the things eye contact is terrifying to a lot of people and when you finally get comfortable with talking to the camera you're just talking to it as if it's your friend as if it's uh, a listener in our right. case Ju- yeah just a just a camera is is when i was doing videos pretty regularly it was just yeah. like i'm just talking to a camera right now I'll tell you the hard part is when I can see myself yeah, in the screen hard. because then my eyes start to dart. start to dart and I start to lose what I'm doing. I'm lose like focus. like a bird. So we got that big of a reaction out of Brandon. <laughs> How much of this show do you think is for the general wrestling training audience? So that they can get that it's a it's a more widespread way of getting the WWE way of doing things out into the open. I mean, it's it's also it's one of those things that's really funny because so many internet fans were like, they should call this breaking kayfabe. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that. Um, it's not it's not necessarily wrong. Well, you listen I to really me, enjoy that. I mean, it's community. Everyone is aware that these are characters, but right. I think yeah. that that. For me, it makes me respect them that much more mm-hmm. um, because the people that we've harped on in the past who were like, oh, we wish we could see just a little bit more out of them. And then you see their actual, how they are in everyday life, and you're like, wow, they are so different. And maybe we'll see the psychology of, you know, people like Baron Corbin, who on our NXT after show, we have said he's kind of dry before. And, Mm -hmm. you know, then we realize that he's actually just holding back because he knows that that's going to create a lot of heat. No, I've got plenty to say about Baron Corbin when we start on on NXT from this past week. But um, in that same regard, I think that's why Table for Three, another show on the network, which if you're not watching, absolutely everybody should watch. It's so good. It's It's one of the few shows I've seen every episode of. It's one of the very few on the network. I missed the WCW one. I still haven't seen it. That was great. I watched that last night with, Um, with my wife. And then there's an NXT one. That just came out with Bo Neville and yeah, somebody else. Yeah, it's coming else. out this week. So it's tonight, tonight uh, yeah. or tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah. So th- th- that also shows people in, or rather, out of the element and talking about road stories and humanizing. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's. While I I don't like the reality era term. I like the humanizing of everything. I mean, right. to me, the best interviews are a conversation, and this yeah. takes the interviewer out of it, and you kind of get to be that fly on the wall in a room that I think a lot of people who have bought the network want to be in. Yeah. Yes. If you bought the network or one of were one of the first people to buy the network, you wanted that behind-the-scenes stuff. You're probably the same people who watch shoot interviews mm. and really just love all that. They just want the, the truth behind everything. Um, and I'm I'm sort of of an old school mindset. Maybe some less information is better because you you can lose yourself a bit more in in something being real, something ridiculous being real. If it's all that you have, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people are are changing tastes. Maybe this is what people want to see. They want to see the character, but they also want to see the person. And they and you can actually compromise on on both. Which was weird. Speaking speaking of on that end. Uh, 
seeing Braun Strowman out and about with Max Landis after Hell in a Cell on Sunday was I didn't weird. see that. <laughs> well, he, post, they, he posted... What are they doing, a Master Blaster thing? No, 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 no. <laughs> he posted a picture of them at, like, a Korean barbecue place, and it's, like, celebrating with, uh, uh, like, cooking the remains of The Undertaker or something oh. really silly and I was going to say, was Braun Strowman eating lamb? Oh. That's possible, but he was wearing he was wearing like a uh, like a tank top and like a red hat, a red oh cap. Sure. I mean, I I still can't believe that we we literally ran into him in in Brooklyn, and then when we <laughs> saw him on on Raw, we're like, oh, holy crap, that dude was huge. What so, happens when a guy like that walks into a barbecue joint? Well, like how do you, how badly do you panic? You're going to no, eat all I my food. No, 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 that's yeah. They, they just immediately have to be like, like <gasps> call all their distributors. We need three refills. I'm like just <laughs> now, as, as soon as tomorrow. Unfortunately, you guys were closing early tonight. <laughs> yeah, actually, that that was one of the things that that happens a lot to wrestlers. If a big wrestler walks up to a thing and they they close, it's like right before closing, they'll close early oh, yeah. <laughs> just to be like, I don't want to fill your yeah. order. I'm leaving. Or just give him a very little baby spoon so that he has to go very slowly when he yeah. I will give you this much food. You can eat it with Just chopsticks. Just give him chopsticks. Dude, oh, I mean, chopsticks that, make me eat so slow. Like when getting, I'm hungry, I'm like, stop. Getting a food. large soda with like a really skinny straw, like a coffee straw, like a coffee <laughs> stir. Or a milkshake with a coffee stir. Oh, and you God. Can't even get drink it. that. Uh, just pop <laughs> the top and spill it Didn't on your face. What you're saying. Um, Chinese so food. I just take like the in, whole thing. Like, in <laughs> chat, in chat, really quick. Splatter Dream brought up plenty of people listen to wrestling podcasts that reveal all the backstage stuff. They must be popular as there is so damn many of them. So no, but but that yeah, brings up that yeah. brings up. Are they trying to forego? The, the rags. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, a lot of the dirt sheets have as much truth as a reality <laughs> show would. So, yeah. maybe even less so. Yeah. But, anyway. Yeah. Um, I am excited to cover the rest of the season of the show because, I mean, like you guys, we're fans of the product. Yeah. So. We're fans of the people, too. Yes. Not even just the product. And wanting to see them, like, genuinely wanting to see them succeed. Right. And and I, I'm interested in seeing the variety of people. So I, I do hope it, it sticks a bit to, like, we get resolution from the last episode and then, all right, here's some new people to follow. Uh, yeah. Like here's the people who's the here's the people that have been here a while. Here's here's Bull Dempsey. Uh, here's here's uh, who's somebody else that just showed up and is already on TV. Is there anybody who's the last person uh, or, or Hideo? What Hideo's been yeah, up to Hideo. while he's been injured, or what Sammy's been up to while he's been injured? Even though people say he's just going right back up to the main roster after he, after he's healed. We'll see um, about that. But and and to follow the the new top enough Daria. Yeah. yeah just, um, all of the tough enough. All people. of the tough. Patrick, I want to see Patrick like interact with all these people. Of, it, it looks like we're going to see some of uh, Josh because we yeah, saw we him, got, yeah. saw him yeah. signing his contract. Right. Contract signing his first day. I wanted to ask you guys to close out the show. Who we haven't seen on Tough Enough yet? Who you would like to see um, featured in an episode? And who I also wanted seen to on open Tough this, Enough yet or us. <laughs> <laughs> who haven't yeah. we seen on Breaking Ground yet? who you would like to see featured. And I wanted to open that up to everyone at home. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, comment below. Let us know who you'd like to see um, featured. And uh, who? what about you guys? Who I would like to see featured is, yeah. is probably probably Bull. I mean, we said because I mean, they he, they worked so hard to humanize him and make him interesting. That why don't you just do it a little bit more? Because he's he's a great dude. Yeah, so. and I, I, yeah. Because <laughs> if we're going along with the time period and H is just talking about the main eventing, then Bullfit just debuted. 
So yeah, it's true. So we we would be dealing with like, okay, here's your new thing. Where do we go from here? What do we build on? Uh, I'd also like to see Ty Dillinger. Um, I know we're seeing yeah. some Jason Jordan mm-hmm. just from the preview that I we saw. I want to see Gable. Gable. Now there's a guy with an I interesting see story. Mechanics. I would like so. I mean, that's the thing is is we we want to see just little snippets of yeah. all of the people that we're already seeing on TV yeah. right now. Like like what if they followed uh, Aiden English to his uh, proposal with Shaw Guerrero? Yeah. Or, or I mean, they wouldn't have, or else it would have been a little obvious. But you know, <laughs> but but what if what if it was some something in in that vein where we get to see people's people's like regular lives, yeah. Yeah, like the, like they all go to Disneyland on a day off or something. I, I mean, don't they know. do that. Day I know, I know. But I, I know, I say day off. <laughs> That's a cute. How's your heart still dying? Still dying. Cool. <laughs> so I mean, I I would like to see people that I would like to get behind an NXT, which yeah. is, I think, the other purpose of the show is, here's people you haven't seen, be ready for them when they come out. Yeah. Will be fun to recap the rest of the season Woo! and watch it. Um, in the meantime, follow us on the Twitters and the stuff like that. Where can yep. they find you? You can find me at CWFH Training. Uh, I'll be posting more stuff on there and stuff. Yeah, that's so. your Twitter. That's my Twitter. That's the training Twitter, and I, I I tweeted my journey up to Sacramento. I didn't do it so much coming back because I was just dog tired. <laughs> it was brutal. NXteam.spreadshirt.com uh, is where you buy the shirts. We've got new stuff up. We've got new stuff up. Yeah, and actually somebody bought a Solomon Crying. Yeah! Which is great, because it's going to be taken <laughs> down soon. Come uh, on, get it while I last! Seriously, you can follow me uh, <laughs> on Twitter at SoboxMark. Follow our podcast, The Gimmick Pod. We're going through some changes, uh, some content changes. We're yeah. not going to be cursing as much. Ah! Uh, I'll tell you, it was hard today not cursing. That I'm was sure. the most challenging you. part of That's this. the thing. Exactly. And um, I nxteam.spreadshirt.com you can get a hobo shirt a Kathy shirt a smart shirt and a whole bunch of silly random designs hug bailey hug it's a lot of fun uh, we're going to be doing NXT in two hours we're moving to Wednesdays so you're going to have but the NXTeam block on Wednesdays yep. 4 p.m. is Breaking Ground. 6 p.m. is NXT. So make sure you stay tuned to that. What about you, Miss Kelly? Kelly. Uh, watch Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Hey, 4 yeah. p.m. on Saturdays. If you are in Los Angeles, it is on KDOC. You can also check it out on YouTube America and Patreon. It's only $2 a month. So a lot of content, <laughs> which that. is incredible. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly on Instagram Kelly? at Kathy Kelly. Also check out the interviews that Brandon and I did this weekend uh, at the Aftershock. Music Festival. We talked to Baron Corbin, uh, Finn Balor, Bailey, and then Cass and Enzo should be up soon. We hope. Cross your fingers. Um, follow all of us here on Twitter and Instagram at AfterBuzzTV. And we will see you again in two hours for the NXT After Show and next week for the Breaking Ground After Show. Hey. Hey. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.